If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you. Great to be with you again to talk about the Parsha, to talk about what's happening during this time, what's happening in terms of our lives, what's happening in terms of our Jewish lives, what's happening in the calendar, what's happening generally in the world, what is going on. And this is the Parsha that we talk about, Parsha Mitzorah, a strange Parsha, and we'll explain that soon. But it's also a very special Shabbos. It's Shabbos HaGadol, Shabbat HaGadol, the great Shabbos, a Shabbos that changed the history of the Jewish people. It paved the way for the liberation. It paved the way for the emancipation. It paved the way for the Jewish people to become a nation. It's the great Shabbos, every Shabbos before Pesach. And, of course, Pesach coming along in a week. Tonight, a week, we'll all be sitting at the Seder, asking questions, chatting, talking, enjoying Speaking about Yitziat Mitzrayim, the liberation from Egypt, how we were slaves of Adim Hayinu, we were slaves, and now we are free, emancipated people. We have to understand that concept. We have to understand that concept within the context of our own lives. We have to understand that concept within the context of this week's Parsha, what it really means, what is the emancipation and freedom that we are trying to achieve, that we're looking forward to. How does it all connect in terms of our own lives? And this is why. It's a very special Shabbos, a Shabbos that we have to think about central concepts such as freedom. And it's something which, well, we have so many strange definitions. And I've often told you freedom is not merely breaking the shackles, the chains that physically enslave us. It's far deeper than that. Emancipation and freedom is something that has to happen within and come from within. The individual himself has to feel free. You may not have to work for anybody. You may not be beholden to anybody, but are you truly free? Freedom, a much abused term, and it's up to us to understand what it means to be free within the context of a Torah perspective. Because after all, Torah is the wisdom of God. Torah is the blueprint of the world. Torah is how God communicates to the Jewish people on a regular basis. Torah is there to tell us who we are, what we are, what we should strive for, what we should hope for, what we try to achieve. It should define our current situation. It should define the destination that we're trying to reach. Torah is something which is infinite and complete. It speaks to each and every single generation. It speaks to each and every single person, to each and every single Jew, regardless, regardless of religious affiliation, regardless of levels of observance, regardless of who and what we are. Torah speaks to each and every one of us individually, collectively as a people, of course, and it speaks to us individually as well, and in every single generation, every single day, Torah has a unique and important message that we have to hear, and this is why the study of Torah is not only to somehow fulfill our intellectual cravings, our intellectual needs. It's not only that at all. Torah connects us to something higher. Torah opens our eyes. Torah gives us the ability to see, to feel, to hear things correctly, to understand things correctly, 
to judge things correctly, to understand how to exercise that ultimate freedom that we have, which is the freedom of choice, to know what's right, to know what's wrong, to recognize the various elements that confront us, and to understand how various things influence us. This is what Torah is all about. Torah is Malashon Hara'ah. It teaches us something. It's a guide. It's a lesson. It takes us by the hand and walks us through the difficulty of the journey of life. And sometimes there are moments of difficulty. Sometimes there are great challenges in life. Sometimes life presents issues that we feel that are overwhelming, but they are not. They may be challenging. They may be great, and they are great. But nonetheless, at the very same time, God who gives us these challenges also gives us the strength to overcome these challenges, not only to overcome these challenges, to somehow live through them and come to some sort of, well, exhausted, exhausted destination on the other side. No, it gives us the ability of transforming the negativity, of changing the difficulties into something which is good. This is what life is really all about, the ability to approach situations or those situations that come to us and to deal with them correctly, to deal with them positively and honestly, and ultimately transform even that which was previously a challenge, an obstacle, something which was not altogether good, to take that element, to transform it, to change it, to make it something better, and to make it something greater. And the very name of this week's Parsha speaks to us about that, Mitzorah. Mitzorah defines an individual who has been afflicted with this terrible, terrible skin disease called Sarat, a strange, strange disease that existed in biblical times only. And it was something which rendered the individual tame. He was impure, not physically unclean. He was spiritually impure, which means he was in a state of, well, spiritual numbness. He wasn't conscious of his soul. He wasn't conscious of that which animates him truly, that point that connects him with God. He was somehow destined to come into contact with this situation to recognize that something is wrong, something has to be corrected, something has to be fixed. This is what Saras was all about. Saras was an indication that there was a flaw, there is a problem, there is an issue that has to be addressed. The Mitzora is the individual who has been afflicted with this strange but very debilitating, spiritually debilitating disease called Saras. And Basically, the parsha talks to us about how to change that individual, to transform him from a person who is tame, impure, into one that was tahar, pure, one who is now able to function within the levels of spiritual purity. Before he was spiritually numb, and now he is spiritually alive. This is what the parsha talks to us. The parsha talks to us about great challenges, great difficulties, great elements that seem to overwhelm us, but in actual fact they are there to teach us something. We take those conditions, we take those experiences, we make them different, we make them real, we make them positive, and we transform them into something which is far greater. 
This is what this parsha is all about. The parsha is talking to us about change, about bringing about a better state of being, of recognizing difficulty, of recognizing spiritual illness, of recognizing things that have gone wrong, of recognizing things that we did that we shouldn't have done, to recognize those things, to address those elements, and to bring about a state of tahara, of purity, of holiness, of spiritual sensitivity, instead of us being individuals who are overwhelmed by the physical and material world in which we live, we use those opportunities of challenge to bring about greater change. And all of this happens on this great Shabbat Shabbat HaGodol. It all happens week that we are preparing for the festival of Fesach Zmanche Retainu, the season and festival of our liberation. How does it all come together? More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the approaching festival of Pesach. We're talking about Shabbat HaGodol. We're talking about this week's Parsha. Parsha Mitzorah, we're talking about how it all hangs together, how we have to see within each and every one of those dimensions something that talks to us in terms of here and now and how we can actually achieve personal liberation. But before that, a few words from the marketplace. You've heard about the pick-and-pay appeal. Where Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood are asking you to help find a needy family in the community a sense of purpose within the whole approach to liberation, to understand what obstacles are, to understand what challenges are, and to somehow recognize that within those difficult experiences there are elements, treasures to be found, something not only to transform the negative into positive, but a positive that is so much greater than we ever anticipated, a reward, a find, something which is quite, quite tremendous. And this is what Pesach is all about. Pesach is not merely sitting around the table and having a wonderful meal with family. Of course, it's that as well. But Pesach is a time that we are given the gift of emancipation, liberation, and freedom. We are given the gift to become free people. We are enabled. We are empowered. We are given the divine gift of recognizing freedom. But how do we start all that? We start all that really, strangely enough, on the Pesach, at the Pesach Seder, well, right in the beginning, where we begin to ask questions. Why is this night different than all other nights? We ask the question, what is it? What makes this time so special? Each and every one of us has a question to ask. Each and every one of us is sometimes bewildered. We look at life. We look at the world. We look at the experiences that we go through. We look at the people around us. We look at the world around us. And very often, there are so many questions to be asked, valid questions, legitimate questions. The questions that begin with ma, why, manishtana, why are things different? And sometimes we forget that there's an answer as well. Sometimes we simply get stuck with a question. And it seems to cripple us. It seems to paralyze us. This question, this incredibly powerful question of Manishtana, why is it so different? What is happening? What, in fact, is the message that we should be hearing? And what's the answer? How does the Father 
answer his four children? How does the father turn to each one, each one being different, each one being unique, each one asking their question in their own way, and sometimes not even asking a question, sometimes in their silence, the most profound and powerful question is to be heard. How do respond to the questions that are being asked. And we say, Abadim Hayinu, the Parabimitzrayim, we were slaves unto Pharaoh in Egypt. And you think to yourself, what is it necessary to go all the way back in history and talk to us about something which happened thousands of years ago in a far and distant land? People are asking questions. People want to know. The headlines are screaming. The news alerts are screaming. People want to know what's going on in this world. Why this and why that? And what do we talk about? We were slaves unto Pharaoh in Egypt. Are we going back in history and telling us interesting stories? What is that all about? And the answer, of course, is ultimately there's only one answer. And that answer is to take a look and how things have developed over the generations, to take a look at the journey, the experiences of the Jewish people, and you come to one conclusion. What an incredible miracle. Yes, Abadim Hayini, we were slaves for hundreds of years in shackles, working unbelievably hard in order to satisfy the cruel desires of Pharaoh and his people. For hundreds of years, we suffered under the whip of Pharaoh, and his henchmen, building magnificent cities, building magnificent structures in order to satisfy their sadistic and violent greed. And one would think that was the end of the Jewish people. They had a good turn for a number of years. Jacob and his family came down, and for a while, Joseph, who was the viceroy, the second in command in Egypt, he would protect them. But that era had gone, and now the Jewish people were enslaved, And this was the time that we have to mourn the destruction of the Jewish people. What happens? What happens is a miraculous, an unbelievable miracle takes place. The liberation of the Jewish people. The power of Pharaoh is crushed. One plague after the other. The people themselves are bellowing and screaming to Pharaoh, let the Jewish people go. The whole world is up in arms. Let the Jewish people go into the wilderness and pray to their God. Pharaoh is adamant. Pharaoh is someone who not only hates the Jews with a passion, he also hates God with a passion because he considers himself to be God. And one thinks there is no hope. This is the end. The destruction of the Jewish people is imminent, unfortunately. Unfortunately, history for the Jewish people was very short, but as I mentioned before, no. A miracle takes place. The Jewish people march out with pomp and ceremony. The Jewish people march out with strength and with pride and with great, great joy. And so it is throughout the generations. And we sing the song of Ahisha Abda, how in each and every single generation there are those who want to destroy the Jewish people. And how in each and every single generation there are those who stood up and almost did destroy the Jewish people. Whatever nation it was throughout history, the Persians, the Germans, the Spanish, all of them tried to destroy the Jewish people. Did they destroy the Jewish people? No, they did not. This is the answer we give the children when they ask the question, why are we different? We are different because we are living symbols. We are living examples of God's great miracle in this world, the survival of the Jewish people. 
with tremendous, tremendous devotion to God and His Torah. It's not only that a remnant of the people remain and they are, well, tattered and torn. No. The remnant that remain grow into a new and large and powerful people. Yes, of Vadim Hayini, we were slaves, but we are free. No one, no one can destroy the Jewish people because we are under the direct protection of God himself. And why God chooses to use this strange ceremony of bringing the Jewish people into situations of difficulty and danger. Only for us to remember and to know that this is far, far from the end. This is a moment of great opportunity God is giving us. God is giving us a chance to achieve great and powerful things. We have to look through the darkness. We have to look within the darkness. We are individuals who are duty-bound to find the treasure wherever it may be hidden. The Parsha speaks to us about something interesting. How very often that saras, the illness, not only affected human beings, but garments as well, and physical structures, the homes of the Jewish people in the Holy Land. And sometimes when this strange coloring came onto the walls, the Kohen proclaimed it as something which is tummy. They had to destroy that wall. And what happened within that wall? Rashi quotes our sages that tells us that the Canaanites had hidden their treasures within the wall something the Jewish people would have never, ever found. And they break down the wall, which is a symbol of impurity. And what do they find? A great treasure. Why God chooses to hide the treasure like that? Well, that's a whole different story. Because sometimes great blessing cannot come directly because great blessing might be, well, stopped. There might be objections from on high. Yes, the angels can stand in the way and say, God, why are you sending them the blood? But when it comes indirectly, when we have to go through, well, a seeming difficulty to find that incredible treasure, it is altogether different. There is a custom among many to read a special Haftarah on Shabbat HaGadol. and Chabad, we read the regular Haftarah. And what's the regular Haftarath in the book of Kings about the four lepers, Gehazi and his three sons? They were banished from the community. And the city was under siege. The enemy had surrounded it. And these people are living outside the walls in a state of impurity. And it's only because of their experiences are they able to find the incredible treasure of food that feeds the entire city, the entire land at the time. It's only because here are four people who are in a state of impurity, banished, sent away. And what happens? What happens is it's a result of the fact that they are outside the walls of the city. As a result of the fact that they are banished, and it appears to be a tremendous punishment, they become the vehicles through which salvation comes. The people are able to eat the Famine has come to an end. The city that was under siege is no more. The enemy has run away. And time and again, when you take a look at the stories of life, and you take a look at the challenges of life, and you think to yourself, this is the end, and yet within comes tremendous, powerful blessing. It takes time sometimes to see the conclusion of a situation. But this is where strength and faith come in.
This is what we tell the children, Avadim Hayinu. Yes, you have questions, and they are legitimate questions. But know full well that there is an answer as well, and the answer is one that is filled with tremendous sense of history, with a tremendous sense of telling the story of difficulty, but also telling the story of emancipation and liberation and freedom and marching as a proud, united people, Mount Sinai to receive the Holy Torah directly from God himself. This is what this parsha is all about. It's called Mitzorah, the leper. And yet what does the parsha talk about? It talks about healing the leper, about healing the individual who is in a state of impurity. And you think to yourself, that individual is now forgotten. That individual has vanished. That individual is in a state of tumah, state of spiritual impurity. That individual is in a state of destruction. No, says the Parsha. He might have the name the leper Mitzorah at the present moment, but within the Parsha you will find the mechanism through which and by which he can be redeemed, he can be freed, he can be liberated, he can become pure and holy and wonderful again. This is a Parsha that talks to us about great change. This is a Parsha that talks to us about dealing with the difficult elements of life and transforming those incredible difficulties into opportunities of goodness and change and health and purity and spiritual life and divine promises and divine gifts that only God can give us. This is Shabbos HaGadol. This is the great Shabbos. This is the great Shabbos that precedes Pesach. It's the great Shabbos because something extraordinary took place. Something unbelievable took place. It was not only a miracle where the Becharim, the firstborn, stood up against their fathers screaming, let the people go because after all, God is on their side. It is also a time that we'll talk about soon, a time of great liberation of great expression of freedom, of great expression of greatness, the recognition of who and what we are and how we are to march forward with a sense of tremendous pride as a people, as a free people, as God's chosen people to be free, to stand at Sinai, to receive the Torah. More of that soon. This is the Pasha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the Parsha Mitzvah, how even the leper who is in a state of spiritual impurity can change, become one, who is a pure, holy individual. And as we read in the Haftarah of the four lepers who, while in a state of being banished, of being excommunicated outside the walls of the city in a state of Tumah impurity. These four lepers bring about salvation for the people, the people who were under siege by the enemy. There was no food, and now there is enough food to feed everybody in great, great measure. We talk about the ability of looking into darkness, recognizing the light, recognizing the opportunity, finding the incredible treasure that is sometimes hidden within walls that themselves are impure. But as usual, we have much to say from the marketplace. Our very good friends at Pick and Pay, Norwood Hyper, have these three, well, long messages for you. What would you choose? Imagine making your way down the Pesach aisle at Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood. You fill your trolley and leave the story. 
the story and leave the store without paying? A dream? No. It's the pick-and-pay hyper-big Pesach trolley dash. Whatever you buy at pick-and-pay hyper Norwood, write your details on the back of your slip and put in the box at the information kiosk. This is how you enter the Pesach big trolley dash. If your name is drawn and you are in store for the draw, remember, you have to be in store for the draw, then you become the one and only dasher. Whatever you put in your trolley from the Pesach aisle in 60 seconds, a full minute, you take home free compliments of pick and pay. The trolley dash is on the 18th of April. And good luck. Make sure you're there so that you can do the dash. Pick and pay Hyper Norwood, the best place to shop when you want to buy a lot. Well, we're not finished. Pick and Pay has some more information. Well, not only Pick and Pay, but the entire Norwood Mall. Hurry to the Norwood Mall. Our Pesach gift market is on till the 18th, 19th of April. We are open daily in the center court from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., excluding Shabbos, excluding Saturdays. We have about 20 stalls with a stunning range of gifts to suit all pockets and tastes. Our resident stores also have amazing gifts on offer. So come and browse. You can support some of your favorite charities who are presented at the market. Make sure you get there. Spend, enjoy. You'll find some bargains. Now listen to this message again from Norwood Pick and Pay Hyper. You win with great prizes when you shop at Pick and Pay Norwood. But wait, there's more. Three more ways you can win if you spend more than 500 rand. At the Norwood Hyper Kosher Butchery, write your contact details on the back of your till slips and put them in the box. If your name is drawn on Thursday night and you are in store, remember, you have to be in the store, you will win a thousand rand voucher on the spot to spend on meat at Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, whatever, technically, whatever you buy at Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, my, write your details on the back of your till and put in the box at the information kiosk. This is how you enter the Pesach big trolley dash. Whatever you put into your trolley from the Pesach Island 60 seconds, you take home free compliments of pick and pay. You'll have to be in store for that draw on the 18th of April. And the third way you could win every Thursday night until Pesach, you could win at the tills with the Norway Hyper Spin and Win. If you are at the till and your till number comes up during the spinning of the wheel, you will win a wonderful spot prize. Join Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood Thursday nights from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. High FM will be there too, so come along. Well, with all these wonderful specials of Pick and Pay and Hyper Norwood and all the wonderful activities that are taking place for Pesach, get there and get there soon. We're talking about liberation. We're talking about freedom. We're talking about how to recognize the dark moments of history, how to recognize the dark moments of our lives, how to recognize that within those dimensions of what appears to be impure are the greatest treasures, the greatest gifts of all. When we have the honesty, the faith 
of recognizing the fact that each and every single thing that God gives us is a gift. And sometimes initially we don't see it as such. We see it as something which is painful and difficult and causes personal grief. We have to have the strength, the wisdom, the faith to recognize that within that seeming difficulty is a great gift, a great treasure. And we've spoken about different types of ways that this treasure can be exposed, the breaking of the walls, the banishing of the people outside the walls of the city, and they are the ones who redeem us, the Mitzorah, who now becomes pure, who now becomes holy. And this is what Shabbat HaGadol is all about. This is what this Shabbos is all about. What is this Shabbos? This Shabbos is when the Jewish people acted with tremendous pride. They took the lamb and told everyone that even though this might be your idol, this might be your God, as far as we are concerned, this is the way that we are going to celebrate our festival of liberation, our festival of freedom. We are going to offer it as the Korpen Pesach, the Passover sacrifice, and we are going to eat it on the night of Pesach, the night before we walk out as a free people. It was a demonstration of pride. And this is something that each and every one of us must try to achieve in life, to be proud of who we are as Jews. Very often, unfortunately, because of, well, imagined or sometimes even real difficulties, we tend to hide who we are. We tend to want to look like everyone else. Yes, in many ways we do look like everyone else, but we have something which is unique. We have something which is special. We have something that defines us, our history, the constant miracles that allow us to survive and thrive as a people of God. We go through every situation and we come out stronger, we come out greater. This is the sense of pride each and every one of us should display. This is how we show who we are. This is a symbol, a mark of our freedom, of our emancipation. It's not enough to sit around the table and tell the story only. It is something that has to touch us. It has to radiate from us. Everyone has to see and feel. Here walks a Jew with a tremendous sense of purpose and pride. An individual who's marched through history and is here to tell the story. He is a living example of God's ultimate miracle, the survival of the Jewish people. And this is why, yes, there might be all sorts of dark clouds surrounding the world and people are up in arms about this, that, and the other. And people are asking very difficult questions. And the father sits at the Seder table surrounded by his family and he tells his children, yes, Avadim Hayinu. We are used to the difficulties. We understand how from every generation there are those who arise up and want to destroy us. But we are sitting around the Pesach table. We are sitting around telling the story of freedom. We are celebrating because ours is a life of pride. Ours is a life of great celebration. This is what Pesach is all about. And we eat the matzah and we drink the four cups of wine and we eat the bitter herbs and each one has its own symbol. Each one has its own purpose. Each one tells its own story. When we sit at the Seder table, we have to allow the Seder itself, to tell us the story, each and every single step of the Seder is there to tell us something which is quite, quite important. 
from the time that we make Kiddush and we wash our hands and we dip the vegetable into the salt water and we break the matzah in half and we ask the questions and we tell the story and we celebrate and we drink another cup of wine. Each and every single line of the Haggadah tells us a story, not of the past. It tells us a story about ourselves. It tells us what pride is all about. And this is what Shabbos Haggadah is all about. The Jewish people as a nation within the difficult land of Egypt, they displayed a tremendous sense of Jewish pride publicly, openly, without fear, without shame. And this is what we have to do. This is how we celebrate Shabbat HaGadol. So this Shabbos, when you're in shul, take the opportunity of listening to the Parsha, and you'll see a story of a person who's a leper becomes clean. When you have a moment before, or perhaps after, take a look at the Haftarah that we normally read, Parsha's Mitzvah, the story of the four lepers, and how they save the city. Take a look at the story of Shabbat HaGadol, how the Jewish people took the idol of Egypt and turned it into a Passover sacrifice and offering to God. And as we prepare for Pesach, and Pesach, yes, is a festival that takes difficult, hard, often bone-breaking preparation. But make sure we'll sit around the table and we listen to the questions and we give an answer, an honest answer. And we listen to the questions within ourselves and answer the question from within ourselves as well. So may each and every one of you have Chag Kasher V'Sameach. May it be a kosher and truly, truly joyous Pesach. Live every moment. Understand what it's all about. Emancipation and freedom. This is the key. The key to understand our purpose on this world. To be a people made up of individuals who express their pride and their strength and their joy in every single way. And we celebrate as a people, as individuals, as families, as a nation of giving tribute to God for the miracle of our survival. So have a good Shabbos and have a great Pesach and make sure that every single moment counts. Shabbos HaGadol, the great Shabbos that we are celebrating now is the Shabbos that allows us to enter into that state of pride, into that state of joy, the Shabbos.